It's Ify Chooks Adizwe and you are listening to the Uncommon Woman Podcast. So here is the real mystery. How do working women like us, who know deep down that we are made for more, we desire to make God proud but always end the day with no time or energy for ourselves, talk more of betting the more in us. How do we know this more? How do we profitably bet our dreams, our callings and our passions without breaking down, without losing our sanity, our homes or our jobs, at least for now? That is the glaring question, and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Ifi Chuksadizwe, and you are welcome to the Uncommon Woman Podcast. How to balance it all. And the exciting thing is that, you know, or oh well, seemingly exciting thing is that as a wife, as a mother, we, we, we wear different hats. We're employees, some of us on top of being employees are business um, entrepreneurs. Some of us, on top of being employees and entrepreneurs, and some days can really be crazy. Some days can really just be so overwhelming. And then you find yourself asking, like, am I sure, like, I should really do this? You know, am I sure of myself? Am I sure I can do all this? You know, sometimes when we think about it, those days feel like our down moments. But you know that those days, thinking about it, that remind us that, you know, we are not invincible that everything that we do, it's not by our power, it's not by our might, it's by God's grace. Um, it reminds us of the fact that God wants to grace us. God is the one that has given us all this work to do, and he wants to grace us. He wants to give you grace, he wants to give you strength, he wants to give us wisdom, so that we can do all these things with an ease that makes people wonder, like, how does she do it? And then when they ask, then you can talk about your God, then you can talk about how he's helped you to be able to manage it all. So I know I'm saying this and you're, and you're wondering maybe now, okay, if it's just going to preach to me about God's grace. No, I mean, uh, I pride myself in being a daughter of God. I'm a father's daughter. I will tell you about what he's done for me and how he's done it. I will also tell you the practical tips that he and the Holy Spirit have taught me that have helped me to achieve the things that I have achieved by God's grace, okay? So I'm sure you're wondering now, oh, you know, if I'm really struggling, I need help. I need help balancing my family. I need help balancing my work. One of us asked us, like, how do you balance work and then, you know, being a mom and you want to be there in your children's lives? So if you're asking this question, you're not alone. It's not like as if there's something wrong with you. No, no, no. It's not like as if you're not as ambitious as every other person. No, you're just asking a question. And at every point in time, in somebody, a woman's life, she would ask, like, how do I put all this together? How do I do this for you? Three interesting messages for you in a bit to answer the question, how do I balance it all? And um, I will share with you the three, the three messages because that's what he has given me to share with you. So the first message is, number one, you cannot do it all without the grace of God. But the good thing is that the grace of God is available just for you. I'm going to read us a scripture. So Hebrews 4, 15, 16 says, For we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses, but was in all points tempted as we are, yet without sin. Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in a time of need. So what am I trying to say? Trying to balance it all on your own, it usually leads to burnout. It is not about your physical energy. It's about something more. There's an abundant grace that's available to you to enable you to handle all your tasks that you have as a woman with excellence and with seeming ease. 
And how do you access this grace? You access this grace by approaching God's throne of grace. What? And, and I ask you, like, how often do you spend time with God? You're just worshiping Him and just loving on Him. My husband teases me. There are two times in my life that I get cranky. Like, I just start to get very, very restless, very cranky, very irritable. Two times. One, obviously, when my period is coming close or when I'm on my period. Or secondly, when I haven't gone to the throne of grace for a while. It doesn't matter. Two days, three days. I just start to, to feel the weight of everything I'm doing. And so I start to get irritated. So... For you to access this grace, you need to spend time at God's feet. Just put on, what I do, I put on worship music and I just start worshiping him. I'm just loving on him. And I could go like this for one hour and just worshiping on him, worshiping him, I'm sorry. And you know, praying in the spirit. As you do this, he starts to give you divine wisdom. Things start to drop in your heart on how to handle whatever peculiar situation you're facing at that time. He starts to grace you with strength. You'll be so surprised, strength that you cannot describe. Have you ever tried to pray in, in maybe when you are really tired and just put on worship or put on a praise um, mix or jam that gets you on your feet? You realize that all of a sudden strength comes from nowhere. It's the same thing. When you start to worship God, wisdom comes from nowhere. Strength comes from nowhere. And these are the things that you need for you to achieve those things that are in, in realistically, they are really too much for you. They overwhelm you. So that's the first message. This is the foundation of everything. Truthfully, you can balance it all, not by your own power, not by yourself. You would lead to burnout, but by grace. Grace just gives you that divine strength. It gives you the wisdom on how to go about it. So that's the first message. Now to move into the second message. The second message is the fact that life is in phases. And life is in phases, and every phase has its own priorities. See, as a woman, when you see someone that is doing and having it all, so she's a wife, she's a mom, she has a full-time job, she has a business, she has an entrepreneur, so she's an entrepreneur, I'm sorry, she has a ministry, you know, she's doing a lot of things, and you're just like, oh my God, I want to be like this woman when I grow up. You need to realize that even for her and for you, your life is in phases. And every phase of your life, there are core priorities based on what success means to you as a person. And obviously, if you've read your Common Woman book, we say that success is not about material things. Success is the accomplishment of that purpose God has called you for. So for every phase of your life, based on what your purpose is, which is God's assignment for you, which, which ideally should spell what success is for you, there will be priorities. And knowing those priorities comes from working closely with God. He just starts to put a burden in your heart for certain things. Or he tells you straight, this is what I want you to do in this period. And, and that's what determines a phase of your life. Sometimes things crop up in your life and then you understand that, oh, based on the time that you fellowship with God and gotten closely closer to him and you're in that secret place, he guides you on this is what I want you to focus on. Let me give an example. In 2011-2012, one of the instructions that I got was to start a new business. And it was a new business helping people have their babies in the US. It's called Deluxe Childbirth. Remember the name But at that point in time, I was worried about my career. That was the year where I needed what we call a one rating. A one rating is like the highest rating um, when you do your annual evaluation. That was the year I needed a one rating to get promoted. So for me, it didn't make sense, human sense, to be honest, like, 
for me to start out a business, it means I was going to have to put a lot of energy into it, right? Meanwhile, this is the year that I need to get a one rating. It means that I, it means that I exceeded consistently exceeded expectations. So literally, I'm working 24/7. I'm putting myself into my work. I wouldn't have time to start up a new business, especially since I had failed four or five times before that. I wasn't about to start something without putting my full self into it again. So guess what I did? I shelved the plans for the business, and I said, you know what? I was going to give my best shot to my career, my absolute best, and I did. I really, really did. But guess what happened at the end of the year? I did not get the rating. I didn't get the one rating. I got an award for my work, yeah, but I didn't get the one rating. And what it, it made me sad. And then I think at that point, I just said, you know what? Since I didn't get the one rating, God, just take over my career. I don't know what you want to do. Just do what you want to do in my career. And I told him, you see, I will do your job, whatever you want me to do. But my priority now needs to be your priority. That's what I told myself. And I asked, what's your priority? And the priority was starting Deluxe Childbed. And that's what I focused on in 2012. And guess what happened in that year? I focused on birthing Deluxe Childbed. I put my whole energy into it. I did not work on my career, to be honest, half as much as I did the year before. But guess what? I got a one rating. In the year that I focused on what was God's priority, it seemed like he made everything easy, like everything easy. So even at work, when they asked for certain deliverables, he just made it so easy for me to achieve it in the time that I had to work on the things that were work-related. And he just had this way of, you know, exposing me to places or people that I ordinarily wouldn't have been exposed to. They were seeing my work. Um, and it was just absolutely amazing. So even with less effort from my end, I actually got promoted. Okay? So um, another phase, obviously, was... And, and, and so in that phase, I, I my priority was God's work at that time. At another point in my career, I've actually taken a year off work to actually focus on my son. My son wasn't talking. He was going to be... He was five. He was going to be six. Yeah, yeah, I was five, going to be six, and he wasn't talking. And it was obvious that in terms of what success is to me, success is both to me as an individual, to me as a wife, and to me as a mom. Like, my son needed my attention. And so my priority in that time of my life was my son. And so everything, to, to be honest, had to wait on my career at that point because I needed to be there with him, he was supposed to travel, he was supposed to be going for therapy. There was no way I could combine it with my job. And so at that point, I did that. So my question for you today is to ask yourself, what is God calling you to focus on in this season? What is he calling you to focus on in your life in this season? It could be your relationship with him, it could be your marriage, it could be the welfare of your children. It could be an idea or things that he has put in your heart that will not let you see. Whatever it is, you need to realize that this is a phase and you need to focus on it. Because guess what? In this season, there's grace for you to do exploit and to also take care of the other parts of your life that silently you concern. So you might be like me and you're saying, oh no God, my plate is really full now. Um, at work, things are really crazy, you know, 
um, and this online schooling with COVID, I can barely get anything done. And you're still asking me to birth that dream. I can't deal now. See, don't delay what he has given you grace for. To be honest, I can tell you, it's just like the story of, I think it's Joshua, when Joshua stepped into the Jordan and then it parted. It wasn't that way for Moses. Moses stretched forth the stick and the, and the Jordan parted. In Joshua's case, it was different. What happened for Mrs. A could be different for Mrs. B. I don't know what it is for you, but all I know is that there's grace in this season. And as you go to him and you focus on those things that are priority for him, he would give you that grace. So find out now what is God calling you to focus on in this season. Whatever it is, it's going to be easier for you. The exciting thing that I have realized is that for every season, interestingly, your focus areas may change. I'm just coming out of a season from December till about now where somebody buzz me on Instagram today and she says, oh, I've not been on Instagram for a while. Are you okay? I'm okay. But I was going through a season where God's priorities for me were number one, to birth um, our signature program, to actually start it off with the women and, you know, help them birth their more, even with their full-time jobs, even being mommies, even being a wife. Um, it was also calling me to start up my Facebook, the Facebook group, which was also focused on doing the same thing. At the same time, there was work I was doing in my home, which regards my children. So my three kids, for me, was all about, at this point, training them and, you know, teaching them to be um, independent children, you know. So if you're, if you're from Africa, especially in Nigeria, everybody pretty much has a help. And I just decided that, you know what, a help is needed, but at this point, we don't need one because my children needed to learn certain things. My children needed to learn that when you finish eating, you clear your plate, you wash your plate. When you wake up, you make your bed, you clean your room. You know, when you have a help, this thing gets done for them. And I just realized that when I was their age, I was doing those things. So it was a painful and difficult decision that myself and my husband took, like really painful. But that was the phase that I was in. And so my priorities at that point were basically birthing the new programs that God had given me to birth, birthing the Facebook group, and then doing the work I was doing with my kids. And those were priority for me. And every other thing really needed to wait, you know. Um, so... Ask yourself, what, what, are, what is that um, thing that God is calling you to focus on? The good thing is that once you're done with a phase, he moves you into another phase. He has a way of moving you around um, and then you're focusing on different elements of your life. So that's why I said um, life is in phases. When you finish one phase, God moves you to another phase. One phase might be working on your more, that thing you're going to birth. Another phase might be working on your marriage. Another phase might be working on your children. Another phase might be better another more. Another phase can be your career. At the end of the day, when people see you after like two, three years, they're like, oh my God, this chick's got it all. She has it all. Yes, indeed, you have it all. But it was a journey. And it was a journey that was easy for you because you were listening and you understood for every season, this was this were the priorities. You focused on it, you did an excellent job, and God moved you to the next season, showed you your priorities. You focused on it, you did an excellent job, God moved you to the next season. That's how it works. You don't eat with all your fingers in your mouth at the same time. So that's how God does it. He moves you from season to season. Every season has a priority, and he's teaching you. Okay? And then the third message I have for you today is the fact that you need to reapply proven life management skills. See, you, now that you know that 
you have grace, there's grace available to you, and you know how to access it. You understand that your life is in phases and you should focus on the priorities of that phase versus tearing yourself apart. The next key thing that you need to do is you need to learn to glean from proven life management skills and apply them ruthlessly. This is something a lot of us children of God don't do. God gives, God, God gives you wisdom on things to do. He gives you the grace on how to go about, uh, on how to make it easy for you. But there are things that there are principles that are in books, that are in the lives of people that we can learn from. And once you learn to do those things, on top of the grace that is available to you, you're automatically outstanding. So what are these life management skills? I want to share with us, uh, let me see how many of them, four of them today. The first one is you need to learn to free yourself from less value-adding activities. There are some things, to be honest, that are not worth your time. And what you need to identify what these activities are, and then you need to either outsource them, delegate them, or automate them. So my question for you, first of all, is what are you doing today that somebody can help you handle? What are you doing today that you don't necessarily have to do it yourself, you don't need to physically do it yourself, and somebody can help you handle it? Mm-hmm. I'm sure you're saying, oh, I need help in the home front, but my husband is not going to help me. So let's take us to the second question. What help do you need to ask your husband for with regard to this thing? Superwoman, superwoman is dead. <laughs> superwoman is You need to ask for help. So what help do you need? Especially maybe since you're married, how, what help do you need from your husband so that you can actually do these things. I tell a story in the Uncommon Woman book of when it was obvious, I, I just I had, remember when I started my business, my full-time job, all my three kids were, I had three kids under the age of three, and one was a brand new baby. It obviously wasn't easy and it was a lot of work. Obviously, some days I had overwhelm. Until the Holy Spirit taught me this, he said, see, you don't have to do everything yourself. Yes, I had a nanny, and but I used to cook myself, right? which I still do to a large extent. But the question was, what help do you need? And I thought about it. My husband loved it when I cook. Um, but I also would go to the market on Saturday. And that, that was like two hours of my time. Go to the market, buy stuff, three hours, buy stuff, come back. And so what help did I require from my husband? Two things. I used to cook weekly. Is it possible for me to cook once a month? Um, and then the second thing was, did I have to be the one that was going to the market? So he was fine with cooking once a month, and he actually helped out. He finally got an inverter in the house so that the freezer was constantly powered and we wouldn't have um, issues of sport food. But that was help I had to ask for. If I didn't ask for it, guess what? He even wanted to buy an inverter, but she wasn't sure whether I was going to agree because me, I'm the, I'm the finance. Oh, are you sure we need this? You know? So when I opened up my mouth and asked for help, it was easy for him to help me. Um... Going to the market, he was. He says he's always like when I go to the market. So fine, I still go to the market. But guess what? I have someone in the market that buys the stuff for me. I get to the market, I tell her what I want. She's bought everything. I go to the market, I pick up my stock, and I start coming back home. Everybody's happy. So what help do you need to ask your husband for? Please, note it down. Obviously, when you're asking, please be like Delilah. 
when Delilah was asking Samson for the secrets, she did not just come, Uncle, mm, you need to create an environment. You need to make him happy. You need to make him relaxed. And then you ask, right? So what can you automate in your home so that you're not constantly thinking? What are those things that are routine in your home that you can just make it automatic? Everybody knows, for example, everybody knows that by so-so-so time, you need to have your bath, you need to eat, you need to go to bed. Or things like, uh, you know, these days, children wear different kind of uniforms for different days. So you can't be thinking too much. You put the school uniform um, roster. I did that in my house. And so my kids, everybody knows what they are wearing for every day. And it's just so easy. There's a whole chapter of this in the Uncommon Woman book. So if you want, you can get it and actually um, go through it. But it's really good. The second um, life management principle that you should learn is you need to learn to live your life on a time scarcity or with a time scarcity mentality. Psalm 90 verse 12 says, Lord, just remember our days so that we may apply our hearts unto wisdom. One reason why you achieve less than you are born to is because you treat time as an unlimited resource. If for once you realize that, come on, this time I assume I have, I might not have it, you will do stuff that you need to do immediately. Time that is lost is never regained. And based on that and your plenty roles as a woman, as a wife, you need to have goals. You need to plan your time. You need to be mindful of your time. What do you want to achieve in a month? What do you want to achieve in a week? What do you want to achieve every day? Across every area of your life. Get a book. Write it down. Track it. Celebrate your goals. Don't waste time. The things that are distracting, we have a live session that we did on how to beat procrastination. Please, you can go and watch it. We share more tips in there. Get away all the things that are distracting from your life. Have a time where you focus on them. It's not every second that you go to Facebook, that you go to Instagram. It's not every second you're on WhatsApp. You're just waiting as the message is dropping, you're answering. You don't have work. So have goals across every facet of your life. Be clear on what you need to achieve every day and when you're going to work on it. When you assume that you have time, you get nothing done, to be honest. Number three, life management principle is to make time for your God, for your spouse, and for your children. There's something I try to tell every woman as much as I meet them is, you are first called to be a daughter of God. God said, before I formed you, I knew you, and I called you to be a messenger to the nations. You are first a daughter of God. Before he formed you to be a woman, he had called you for an assignment, you know? That's the first thing. Then he made you a woman, you know? And then he made you as a companion to your man. And then he gave he, he made you as a mother to your children. So as you free your schedule of less value-adding activities and you begin to plan your time, you need to be intentional about these three relationships. And what do I mean by these three relationships? Your relationship with your God, your relationship with your spouse, and your relationship with your children. What do you need to change in your schedule to ensure that you're spending good time with God? especially at the start of each day. Some of us just wake up and, you, and I used to do this before, you just wake up and you're like, oh, thank you Lord for waking me up today, and you've gotten up and you're running. You get home in the night and you're so tired and you're like, oh, thank you Lord for today. Thank you, Father. Thank you. You're just so good. I just love you. And you sleep off again. We can't, you can't balance it all. You can't excel as an uncommon woman with this attitude or with this kind of relationship with God. 
Uh, it says, they that know their God, they shall be stronger, they will do exploits. You know your God when you spend time with him. You know your God and your God knows you. So how can you, you know, ensure that you spend good quality time with God? Personally, for me, I'm a night owl, so I, I, I spend night hours with God. I don't know how to wake up early in the morning. So all those people that can wake up by 4.35 and pray, I cannot. So I rather stay awake and then pray and spend time with God at the end of the day. Sometimes it could be 12, 1, I don't know. I'm a night owl, really. And I spend that time, I spend quality time, and I sleep. So that when I wake up, it's easy for me to say, oh, thank you, Lord, for today, because I know I had spent time earlier. Okay? So that's the relationship with God. How can you spend quality time building intimacy with your spouse? You know, it's so interesting. One thing that uh, this pandemic has done is that you're stuck in the house with your spouse. So if you are not friends, you are going to be at each other's troops. Or you are going to be on your phones, not doing anything. You should have a relationship with your husband. Your husband needs to miss you. Your husband needs to be happy to come home and be with you. He needs to be happy to be in your presence. What are those things that make your husband happy? Create those moments. You need to learn to create memorable moments with your husband. Um, I think in subsequent live sessions, we're going to focus on this because this is something that we need to work on. And once you work on it, your husband will release you to shine. A lot of women that their husbands don't let them shine, don't let them do the things that they are called to do. It starts from the foundation of their relationship. What's the relationship like? So I think we'll dwell more on this. But the question is, how can you spend quality time building intimacy with your husband? And then obviously, how can you maximize bedtime and weekends to build a stronger bond with your children? A lot of us want to spend the whole day with our kids. We wish we could, but to be honest, when you have a job, you cannot. So stop beating your... Um, pardon me, but it's not everybody, but I've seen two, three instances. Their moms are stay-at-home moms, and yet the children have no respect. And I'm wondering, like, what are you at home the whole time doing? So don't confuse quantity with quality. When it comes to our children, your children are like a planting. When you're planting something and you overwater it, the plant will die. So the question is, how do you invest quality time into your children? How is it obvious that you're spending quality time with your children? You don't have so much. If you're a career woman and you're doing a lot of things and you're, you know, you're balancing your career, maybe a business and ministry, a number of things. You don't have so much time with your children. But at a minimum, I say it, you should maximize bedtime and weekends going through their minds to understand what happened to them that day. I use bedtime to connect with my kids. And I ask them, so how was the day? And they are always so happy and they start to give me all the gist of the day. And for everyone... I'm branching into so many things, but to be honest, if you can get your common woman book, please get it. One of the things about being a mother, a true mother to our children, is learning when to give our children meat and not milk. A number of us lose our children because when they ask questions, we give them milk. And they go out and somebody gives them meat. And then they start asking the questions they should be asking you, they're asking that person. We need to know where when we were growing up. Do you understand what's up? So, how do you maximize bedtime and weekends to build a stronger bond with your children? When they ask you questions, you need to know when to take that question up and let it serve as a time where you are actually impacting knowledge on your children. The other day I was having, 
was visiting my kids and I asked them something. Oh, no, no. Something was showing on TV. I was watching cartoon with them. So something was showing on TV. I know how this cartoon character, the female one was having, was having all these love faces. You know, it was obvious that she was smitten. And I noticed that my second son just goes, oh, no, not again. And I'm like, what is it? What happened? He says she's, she's, she's having a crush on him. And I'm like, okay, first of all, in my mind, I'm shocked. Like, he knows what crush is. I didn't know what crush was until I was in secondary school. And I said, but obviously I didn't sound shocked. I didn't behave surprised. So I go, um, she's having a crush on him. How do you know that? He said, ah, no, look at it. Now look at her eyes. She's looking all, and he was going, oh, crush, like he was irritated. <laughs> and I said, okay, so, so what's the meaning of a crush? And he says, it's when someone likes somebody, but it's not like, like the love of God. I'm like, okay, how did you even know the word crush? And then all of them starts just telling me how, oh, you know, there was a girl in his class that had a crush on him. And then girl A told girl B. And then somehow he found out, they told him that XYZ girl has a crush on him. And obviously he didn't know the meaning of crush. So he went to his teacher to ask for the meaning of crush. And his teacher told him that's the meaning of crush when somebody likes somebody of the opposite sex, but it's not like the pure love of God. Long story short, the shah started it. So... Obviously, it was the opportunity for me to have a discussion with my son on how girls like boys and boys like girls. And, you know, that obviously was what happened to us in secondary school. That's when I stay here in that just in primary school, they're hearing it. So I might as well start to, you know, have some education around it. Like, this is what happens. This is how you, you know, you respond or this is not how you respond and this is how you behave. That was your opportunity. But if you don't spend that time and ask questions about their day and, you know, ask about who their friends are and why is the person your friend and what happened today in class, tell me what was it. So all these things in terms of spending quality time with God, spending quality time and building a relationship with your spouse and with your children, you can plan it out. But if you don't proactively schedule it into your weekly and your daily plans, nothing's going to happen. So... Remember, we've talked about planning your time. You need to proactively put these things in your calendar. So, for example, put it in your calendar every day, daily devotion at what time? Um, I don't know, date nights with hobby every Friday. You know, we're going to watch a movie. We're going to do stuff. Uh, praying with the children, you know, spending time. Put it in your calendar. Put it in your calendar. Put it in your calendar. If you don't put it into your plans, it will not get done. It will be a nice, beautiful idea in your head, but it will not get done. Which reminds me now, I need to put it into my calendar there. <laughs> Activities with my hobby for the next three months. Because just nothing stops you from putting your legs up on one Saturday and just rest and refresh your mind, refresh your body, just rest. On Sunday after church, okay, now there's even pandemic, everybody's going to church, a new church online. But even when this is over, because it will be over, you go to church, you come back, you do Sunday lunch, everybody's happy, rest. You don't have to immediately go and start sorting out the clothes. Or no, learn to rest. Plan rest into your schedule. It's going to be very painful that you do all these things. You become a woman that is 45. You need to learn to rest, please. Learn to rest. Um, there's nothing that says that you must do your hair. If you say you want to rest on Sunday, then do your hair on Saturday. Everyone knows that Sunday for me is my family day. I do a number of things. I go, I speak. I minister, um, I do a number of things. Um, so Saturday is also a busy day for me, but Sunday is my family day. I try as much as possible 
not to have any external commitments on Sunday. We go to church, we come back, we eat lunch as a family, we laugh, all of us sleep. <laughs> you know, we wake up and we prepare for uh, the new week. So Sunday, in my own case, is my home day with my family. It's my rest day. It's everything for me. And, and, I, and I guard it jealously. It's also my commitment to my husband because he's sharing his wife with the rest of the world. And, and my commitment is Sunday is our day. is our day as a family. We obviously have our time as a couple. So that's it um, pretty much. I told you that um, topic is how to balance it all. I told you that uh, the interesting thing is when we have a lot of hats that we're wearing, sometimes it feels like as if we're overwhelmed. The good thing is that those situations remind us that we're not invincible and that we need God's grace, we need wisdom, we need something more for us to be able to do everything we have to do with an ease that is uncommon. And so people are beginning to wonder, how do you do it? I want you to make it a goal that the testimony of your life is as you begin to birth the more in you, as you begin to do all the things that God is calling you to do, people are going to start asking you, how do you do it all? And then you can you know, speak to them about God, speak to them about Jesus and how he's helped you and how he's graced you become an uncommon woman okay so i told you i had three messages for you the first message was the fact that um that you can't do it all without the grace of god and that grace is available for you trying to balance it all by your own self needs to burn out and so you need to ask for grace and how do you access grace you know the bible tells us in hebrew 4 15 it says let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace in the time of need. So you get grace by approaching God. You know, spend time worshiping Him, spend time in the secret place with Him. He not only gives you grace there, He gives you wisdom, He gives you strength. The second thing I shared with you was the fact that life is in phases and each phase has its own priorities. And so knowing what your priorities are for every phase is very, very important because it helps you to manage your life, manage your time, manage your energy. But the priorities are not your priorities. The question is, what are God's priorities for that phase of your life? Because when you work on God's priorities, it also releases grace for you. When you focus on what is important to God for you in that time, you know, He it just makes every other thing easy. It seems like as if, oh my God, this woman is just able to manage a lot of things. But the secret is the fact that you are working on what is important to God and so He's gracing you for exploits. I also told you that with time, what happens is that you go to different seasons and different priorities where God is really touching every aspect of your life. And at the end of the day, it seems like in, in, after a while that, you know, everything just adds up and it seems like, you know, you have it all. And you really do have it all because God has helped you. And Thank you for listening to the Uncommon Woman podcast. Please remember to subscribe and leave feedback. If you have any questions at all in becoming an Uncommon Woman, please do share with me and I'll be happy to talk about it in subsequent podcast episodes. What if I could show you the simple yet powerful secrets of the world's greatest Uncommon Woman? For free, would you be interested? Then do go to bit.ly slash U-W-S-K-I-T to get your own copy today. You would also get the first chapter of the Uncommon Woman book for free. So that is bit.ly bit.ly forward slash U-W-S-K-I-T all in caps law. So caps U caps W caps S caps K caps I caps T So go there and then you can download your own for free. I said you need to make time for your God, your spouse and your children. These are your three critical relationships and have 
plan, have a plan on how to build it and proactively schedule them into your daily plan. And last but not the least, I said we need to learn to rest. Learn to rest. Choose one day where you're going to rest and just focus on it. So that's pretty much it today on how to balance it all. I hope I've been able to share stuff that would help you. Mm -hmm. God bless you. And see you next week. Bye.